people have created all sorts of stuff. There's like, you know, just like very original stuff. There's stuff. Do you from, have an you enterprise, know, Nick? Do you have an enterprise? I, I, I got to look for the enterprise. I, I, I want to build. <laughs> Beautiful anime nonsense on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I bought it about an hour ago. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. It is our 53rd episode. Yep, 53rd. 5 3. And I am Al. I'm Nick. Oh, man, what has been going on? Uh, I've been tired, hence why we're a little bit behind. <laughs> It's killing me. Wife's killing me. Work is still wonderful, though. <laughs> That's good. No, I, I love my job, man. It's my my job has some very very cool, very unique challenges, and in my profession, and it's just made me better at what I do. And I love the people I work with, man. Like I work in a company full of some of the coolest, most brilliant people I think I've ever met in my life. I, I just love it. It's great. Every day of work is fun. That's awesome. So what's going on with you? How's everything with the, you know, now that you're settled in down near Deliware? It's right. All all settled in. It's still unpacking. Still trying to find, you know, it's dumb done like little things that I can't find anymore. Like I have a tower <laughs> somewhere. And I can't find that it. for it's the like, rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. No, I said you'll you'll be doing that for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, well, yeah, yeah. It happens every move. Like some, it's, it's like socks in the laundry. It's like it will just disappear. It's like I swore I packed this, and then you never find it again. Until I look in my dog's cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's definitely one of those. Ah, fuck. Oh, everything's falling apart. Oh shit! Symbolic of everything right now here so it doesn't smack me in the nuts again okay yeah no it's um yeah it i've noticed that in the when, when i moved into this house you know there was a lot of stuff like I, I thought i brought everything from my parents place i mean thankfully it's not like they're far away <laughs> but, but like i i was talking to travis the other day and it's like yeah somewhere in a box either here or at my parents house I still have my Nintendo Power number 17, which was the Final Fantasy Strategy Guide. Ah. Uh, it's not like it's in great shape. That thing was fucking well used because, like, from the time I got that until my Nintendo broke, I probably played through the original Final Fantasy and, and beat it, like, ten times. So it, it, I, I, I remember distinctly that the cover fell off sometime in 1989. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, it's just, um, it just happens, man. Like, there are stuff where it's like, you, you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, where did that end up? Like, my collector's edition of Ultima 9, it was a big-ass box. <laughs> no idea where that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, other than that, what else is going on? I think that's about it, just, you know, usual January, cold. Yeah, yeah. So, so that 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 brings up a good question. I remember in your your previous jobs, um, kind of like come the holiday, you know, Christmas holiday, you were, you were basically like on Hell Week, like you couldn't. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This was basically like like do not contact me. I may I may pop out of the cave occasionally. We never saw him. Don't expect contact. Yeah, like literally, until like that period of time was over, we never heard from Nick. And, like, you just knew he was busting his ass because it was, like, his streams stopped, his posts stopped. Like, <laughs> everything everything <was> stopped. <laughs> so is it is it similar in this current? Oh, no, no. Night night and day. Like it's, it's it was It was a very chill, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, December. <laughs> and, um... <clears throat> Well, you went up to where they actually in... had a winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, but, in, but the first time in, yeah, basically 10 years, I yeah. was able to take off vacation before Christmas. Yeah. Like, like within, the, within the month of December, you know, it was like a week before Christmas, I was able to actually take off. It's like, oh, man, it's so nice. 
that's how I knew things were different. I'm like, wow, Nick's already at the cabin. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that, man, because I I know how hard you worked, you know, back back in those days. So it's it's cool to hear you've kind of, you know, made your way past that. I mean, it's it was interesting for me, too, you know, because like starting a job midway through the year and still trying to come to grips with the concept of unlimited PTO. And um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it, it it's one of those like, you know, in your judgment the time you can take off without leaving yourself behind to where you're starting to fall behind. Not, not just on your shit, but like where the company's going, but it's great because like, I'll probably use about five weeks of vacation a year, which on the average is what, you know, a corporate company will give you when you've worked for them for 20 years. And it's like, to me, like that's, that's kind of like, that's what it should be. Like you should at least have like, kind of two weeks towards the Christmas holidays or just the winter holidays, two weeks in the summer to go do something. And then, you know, sprinkle a few days throughout the year. If you're, you know, if you just need a day or if you get sick or whatever. And uh, I love that this company is kind of all about that. So it's just cool. Like I'm looking forward to planning a nice summer trip with my family and, and doing what I did this year. Um, But this, this next, you know, this coming year, I'll take like an actual two weeks instead of a week and a half and just, you know, cause as a, as a parent, it's really cool to be able to be around for the Christmas holiday and like help out with that kind of thing and, and, and just watch my kids just get geared up for it and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm glad, I'm glad, man, you deserve that fucking time off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so what are you, uh, what have you been playing, man? So, uh, you know, my usual games, but uh, my newest game is uh, Empyrean Galactic Survival. I remember this uh, from it's on years ago. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been out. Uh, it's still in uh, early access, essentially, on Steam. Five years. Um, five years. Okay. <laughs> that's, that sounds, sounds about right. Uh, but it's, it's, it's actually in a very, very stable state. I think it's, I want to say it's close to release. I don't know if they have actually have a schedule. I haven't actually checked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got into it with one of my um, worship clan buddies who who likes to play a lot of it. He's like, yeah, it's got space stuff. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's similar to space engineers. If you ever played that. Um, but it's, you know, you're able to, you know, either like build things kind of like Lego style where you mm-hmm. have like all these little blocks and whatnot. Uh, but it also has like arc uh, or, or survival aspects like arc or Conan, Ooh. but it's it's in a sci-fi setting. So you're able to be in these ships and they can, you know, you can have these hover ships and you stay on a planet and then you can get up into space and then you eventually, you know, build small vessels so you can, you know, start going to other planets in the really? same system. And then eventually you build capital ships, which can make larger jumps that they can eventually go to other star systems and travel to your other, you know, other parts of the galaxy. That's wicked. How big is the galaxy? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I don't know how big the whole thing is. I know like our sector like has, I think it likes five or 10 solar systems that you can travel. Oh my to. God. But you know, it, it take. I say it takes a while. Cause you know, you have to collect the resources cause you have to have fuel to make the jump. And then once you're there, you know, you kind of, a, you know, you're plopping down bases and then, you know, kind of setting up, you know, defense posts because yeah. all, all this time you have like these pve elements where all these all a- alien guys are always coming after you because you're pissing everyone off wherever you go <laughs> <laughs> and uh so you have to like defend it and then you collect your resources you know you know yeah and obviously you kind of get into a little bit of a snowball effect in terms of like you know once you get to a certain level and supplies yeah but still you know and then then it's fun like going in raiding bases and each planet has diff- different difficulties um, in our first solar system, we had a planet we, we dubbed Mustafar <laughs> because nice. it was literally the lava planet. But this this was a hellish planet, a a, a, a bug planet. <laughs> oh shit! It was a four G planet, so it's extremely heavy. Yeah, so you can't jump. It, uh, you can't jump, and your ships are just like you know, it's like as soon as you hit Atmo, like your ships just like plummeting like a rock or you're using like all your thrust just to maintain wow uh, uh flight level uh so yeah there, there's like there's physics elements to it too that sounds really cool like i and, i have this in my library and now i'm like i have to install one <laughs> and you know each, each one will be different like you, it's kind of like randomly generated so you won't necessarily get you know the same starting planet or anything Ooh. like that 
Um, but yeah, so so there's all these things. There's, there's like water planets. I, I I don't think you necessarily build underwater per se, but you you know basically your small craft can you can force yeah. it underwater. Um, but things like that. So yeah, there, I mean there's there's a lot to do. There's like asteroids. There's stuff in space, and I think they're like you know continually adding stuff. And the community workshop alone has a ton of builds. So there's there's default stuff within the game. But I think the most fun is actually, yeah, I've I've spent you know several hours already, just combing through the catalog of uh, uh, community mods, content. Yeah. No, it's not even mods; it's just community content you, you can get for the base game. Where um, it's, uh, you know, like I said, you you build it Lego style. Well, you can save those blueprints and then upload it to Steam oh, cool. as your own your own creation. So people have created all sorts of stuff. There's like. You know, just like very original stuff. There's stuff. Do you from, have an you enterprise, know, Nick? Do you have an enterprise? I I, I got to look for the enterprise. I I, I want to build <laughs> a Millennium Falcon. I downloaded Millennium Falcon, but the t- particular server I'm on, it, uh, it doesn't allow for like it's so big that it doesn't allow for it. So I got okay. I got to find a smaller version. But yeah, there's like you know Millennium Falcon, uh, like all sorts of Star Wars stuff. There's there's like the Mandalorian um, uh, ship. The uh, what is it? Uh, name. Can't remember the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest. Yes. yes. So yeah, someone's like made the Razor Crest. Uh, I know uh, someone made like the dropship from Aliens. Oh, so um, cool! That big horseshoe and... thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh no, not the horseshoe. Oh no, the, not the uh, horseshoe. The, the, the dropship. So I it's like it. the one you know where the pods come out, and it's like you know it's yeah. like a like a uh, not a hel- well yeah kind of like a helicopter, but it's a, it's a VTOL. Oh, um, Nick, I didn't need another game to get into. But... <laughs> This is and like yeah, right up and, my and alley. Just, just all sorts of crazy stuff, and, and so, it's, so it's a whole lot of fun, especially if you're like you're into the building aspect. And you know, it's like, like now I'm getting to the point where like I'll, I'll get a, a a template, and like it might be like you know, it might be set up like with some very basic engines. Like, no, you know what? I want to go faster, so I rip out the old engines and like slap in these these huge suckers, and now Ooh. I'm going like twice the speed. <laughs> that I'm telling you, man, I love that shit. Like so that's, that's that's the thing. Like you're not locked to you know whatever the template is. Like you can modify it once you have it. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> <laughs> like you will lose hours. Trust me. Yeah, I I bought that. I remember very specifically because it was right after um, my second child was born. That had just hit early access, and I don't think the space travel portion of it was in yet. Um, so it was just kind of the planetary aspects, which were cool but it wasn't like you know something that would have kept me coming back because there was probably a million and one games that had the same um goal which was no man's sky sucked so we're gonna do it better (laughs) and um (laughs) yeah it does it does have a no man's like no man's sky it was more like you can mine in that thing but that was about the extent like you can't customize your ship like whenever you want a new ship you you really couldn't get to buy one yeah, you can yeah, buy like one. You buy, you buy to get a new one, and you're locked to whatever you you're, you're given. Yeah, Whereas you this like... is like, yeah, there's mining aspects in the same kind of a similar ground play, but the customization of the ship is like completely up to you. Yeah, see, that's where I could really get into this too. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, so cool, man. Thanks thanks for telling me about that because that is definitely my speed. I would love to have a game I could just kind of chill and play. Uh, once I oh, get yeah. once I get over my pile, um, <laughs> so talking about my pile, um, so I you know again thank you Glovebox I'll say it every fucking time man, I've gotten really into VR, and I've been playing the shit out of some VR, and my latest obsession, I've been playing this on my lunch break just to kind of break a sweat and and get some exercise you know being a work from home man now. Uh, it's a game on Steam called Blade and Sorcery. Have you played this? Yeah, I, I've seen it. I, I think it's actually in my to check out list to eventually get to. Okay. The next game you buy needs to be this. Needs to be that. Um, It's early access, I believe, because it's, it's not fully fleshed out yet. There's no... Like, eventually there's going to be PvP and, and stuff like that. Um, but right now it's just kind of like... There's several different environments, and then you pick the kind of battle you want to do. It can be, like, you know, a wave. Uh, it can be 1v1, you know, in a gladiator arena. Uh, and just to, like, 
like we'll talk we'll talk about the arena for a second. So it's it's like you know gladiator, and there's like a spike wall, you know, sticking up in part of it, and um, like you can just say you know I want to do a wave of bandits and blah 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 blah, and then you go through a catalog and kind of pick the weapon you want to use. And where this game, I think, has really succeeded, where others have not in this genre, is physics. Um, like, I can... One of my favorite things to go into a fight with is a rapier. Uh, because I can literally go in, dodge your... You know, dodge an attack, literally, like, you know, I, I'll sit down and play it and still work up a sweat. And literally, like, dodge to the side to, to miss a stab and then stab somebody with my rapier. Oh. And... The physics of it is so great. It's like you'll see it, like you'll sink it right into somebody. And if you try to step backwards while well, your blade is still in there, you have to like pull your sword out. Oh. Uh, otherwise, you'll lose it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also like go right up to somebody, just grab them by the head, and start smashing them in the face with your fist or your sword hilt. Um, or every now and then, I might not be having the best of days. So I'll go through the weapon catalog and I'll pull out a claymore. And I will go fucking Braveheart on motherfuckers. And uh, it's literally like models like you, you, if you try to wield it one handed, which you can do, you, you, you're just not going to get the right force. The balance is going to be off. But once you like, you know, bring up your other hand and, you know, pull the, the grab button like you would if it was, you were holding a sword. Now you got this thing two handed. And if you literally, like, bring your arms down with enough force, and you, you have to put force behind it. It's not just, like, connecting with the other body. They've modeled the physics. Like, you have to bring that shit down fast. And then they model the weight. And it's like, oh, you just chopped that person's arm clean off. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's probably my favorite part about it is, like, I'll be fighting and there'll be like a wave of five people and I'm literally like <sighs> like looking all around me and shit and it's like alright there's the guy ahead of me um, this guy's too close so I'm gonna take my claymore and bash him with the pommel and that will knock him over if I do enough force so now I don't have to worry about him for a second then I can turn and you know slash and cut somebody you know down the side of their face so they stumble back and they're they're leaving me alone for a minute then I'll turn and stab the guy over to the right. Like, it literally makes you, like... It's like, yeah, man, I am in the middle of fucking Braveheart right now. This is cool. <laughs> um, So I have had an absolute blast with that game. You can also... Uh, there's magic powers that you can get. Uh, and I, I don't know if you can unlock more over time, but the one that is available, at least when you start playing, is uh, lightning. So you're literally the emperor, if you want to be the emperor. Which is great. So I'll have my rapier in one hand, and then I'll summon my my force lightning in the other. Start frying somebody, and they're sitting there like ah, uh, uh, like you know they've just been electric shocked, and then it's go stab them and finish it off. It's kind of cheaty, but if you just really need that kind of release for your day, you've got that too. Um, I now I think I've seen a video of a mod where you can actually have lightsaber. Yes, uh, Luke mentioned that. Um, I didn't realize that, and I haven't looked into it, but I am going to now. Uh, because <laughs> the workshop, like you were saying, for the Empyrean game, the the Steam Workshop community for this is off the wall. And uh, his son apparently like, plays with lightsabers and force powers, and I think that's where this game's big appeal really is. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm probably going to check that out in the very, very near future, because I have a lot of fun with that game. Um, so that's, that's like been the bulk of my VR playing. Uh, I'm still going through my Witcher 3 playthrough. I, I'm still like 100% convinced all my heart like that is my game of the decade um just playing through it again after watching the the Netflix series and reading the books you know I I have been reading the books ever since the series came out um and you start catching these references and um the the game itself is just it's just awesome like there's there's so much detail there's so many side quests and I've never played one where it felt like, okay, you're you're asking me just to go kill the rats in your basement. Like Right. Yeah. There's like oh, sorry, not too many repeating. No, I, I really haven't found any that repeat. I mean, the situation might be similar where it's like, hey, uh so and so went to pick berries in the woods and now they're gone. Can you go look for them? Well, it's like 
one village that might have been, you know, uh, like they were attacked by, I don't know, Monster 1, whatever. Uh, but then the other one, it's like, oh, you're having an affair with a werewolf, and you killed your sister. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, man. Yeah, like, it's it's just the depth of it is really great. And, um, so I've, I, again, I've just been having so much fun playing The Witcher 3. And then Travis and company got me into uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I've been playing that. I got a level 25 archer on Goblin. Uh, so if anybody listening wants to play, uh, hit me up uh, on Twitter. I'll give you my character name. I'm only saying because I don't 100% remember it right now. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like it's it's kind of single player focused in a way where you can play your your main quest by yourself and you can get involved with other players. But it's primarily a, a really good Final Fantasy game. Uh, the graphics are beautiful. The soundtrack. Oh my God, Nick! Like that's top of my list for the next video game soundtrack I buy. Oh yeah, I think I think I actually have it in my library somewhere. It's actually very good. Ah, it's just gorgeous, and um, I have a new appreciation for it after watching uh, Danny O'Dwyer's uh, No Clip documentary on it. Mm. Um, he he did a wonderful documentary on just the evolution of that game and how it started out in the first era. The first version of it was a total flop. Of Final right. Fantasy fourteen was just epically bad in in many many ways. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's amazing to see how far that game has come. It's a very, very good game. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I've been playing. That's what I've, I've been enjoying. Um, let's move on to some release highlights. We got some cool stuff, uh, that have come out, you know, since we've talked last. Uh, I'm a little pissed off because I got my wife the Kingdom Hearts on Xbox, and Kingdom Hearts 3, and there's a DLC that came out uh, this weekend for, I think it's the PS4 version, uh, but the Xbox One will not get that DLC until February 25th, I think. Really? Yeah, I was, I was a little pissed off about that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's called Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, Remind, uh, and the review I read today just has me excited to watch my wife play it. The guy said it's beautiful anime nonsense on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 is just plenty nonsense in and of itself, so I'm excited for that to come through so my wife can play it. Because uh, she just, she absolutely loves those games. She's been going through uh, the Kingdom Hearts remastered collection on my PS4. Uh, my daughter has been watching her during the day while our oldest is, is at school. They'll hang out and, and kind of play it together. So it's cool to see that they're they're doing more with Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, the next one I had to ask you about, Nick, because I've heard amazing things about this, and I know you and I have been very reticent to uh, jump on the CBS all-access bandwagon. But uh, mm. Star Trek Picard has, oh, gotten, yes. has gotten rave reviews. Um, it, so you you haven't seen this yet, I gather. I I have not yet. I'm waiting for the whole thing to be out, and then I'm gonna do the seven days access via Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then watch it that way. That way, I don't have to pay for CBS's thing for one show. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I'm gonna do the same thing. Uh, I did do some reading about, you know, the the episode that they showed, and like I don't want to go into spoilers or anything, but I was like, what a perfect way to start a new series with Picard as to where he's at at this point in time, you know, with everything that's happened. And um, one of the themes that they talk about that he's dealing with in the show is the loss of data. Right. Uh, from Nemesis. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I like, I, I'm with you. I'm like, I can't try this just for one show. Fuck! I really want to watch that. <laughs> like it just sounds so good. <laughs> it's like, oh man. And yeah. I guess you know they're already lining up season two. Yep. Uh, you know, because I think I saw some things that you know uh, uh, Patrick Stewart asked Whoopi Goldberg to come on for season two. Uh, oh, so it's nice. basically like all the old cast, and even you know, uh, I, I know like from the previews, like Jerry Ryan from yeah, Seven and I of Voyager is on there. So yes. like, we're going to see some Voyager, more of Voyager alumni. Potentially show up later, you know. Well, she wasn't just on Voyager, wasn't she on TNG as well? 
Seven of no, nine? No, no, just, uh, just a Voyager. Shit, I guess you're right. My bad. Yeah, I'm, but I love how they, like, they, rep they reference, like, it really has only been 20 years since the Dominion War. Like, shit like that. And they're still reeling from that. And, like, the Federation kind of, like, becoming isolationist, and it's a, kind of like a little modern play to today. It's just very interesting, and I'm I'm really geared up to watch it, just because the, the reviews and praise I've seen of this have been universal, and I mean, if we didn't need another reason to think Patrick Stewart was just a goddamn international treasure, well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to, to see him in that role again. I, I, I love the Shat... I love William Shatner, and I love, I love pretty much all the Star Trek captains that have come and gone. Uh, but he will always be my favorite. I I I grew up with TNG. That was my show. You know, as a kid, that was my sci-fi that I just binged on. Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, we always had like you know, Star Trek was you know the original, uh, the original series TOS was always on reruns. But like for us, it was like we grew up with generation yeah and that's exactly it and like i just i don't know like that series has always held a really special place in my heart just in sci-fi because i i really hadn't found a sci-fi series that i could really get into and binge like that until recently i i just started watching the expanse on prime not too long ago. i i, I want to get into it i'm kind of waiting for twitch to do their viewer uh watch party thing that release it to more streamers because i know they're prototyping it but uh once they do that then i'll then i'm gonna probably gonna like watch it with uh with uh the, my stream community oh i didn't know they were doing stuff like that yeah, basically, like I think it's only for like super partners, or, you know. The last I saw, but basically the concept is if you have Amazon Prime, and then if as long as your viewers have Amazon Prime, go figure, uh, you can then stream the show, um, or well, you can you can stream. Just your viewers won't be able to watch unless uh, when you're in that mode, unless uh, they have Amazon Prime as well. Um, so that's, that's I, I think their way of kind of getting around any kind of copyright issue because it's you know all parties have the Amazon prime and it's available for prime. That's you know, genius. So, and you know, I know that's one on there. So it's like, I don't, and I, I keep hearing raving oh, things shit. about it. It's like, you know, it's, it's like the sci-fi show and it's like, Oh man. I, yeah. I, yeah, I want to watch it. It's literally to me, it is the like best sci-fi show in there, you know, in, in long memory, uh, I would say since TNG, it's incredible. Uh, and knowing you like I do, I know you're going to be all in on this one. So, yeah, nice. I mean, it's it's cool. It's very cool. Um, other release highlights uh, came out today or yesterday. No, I think today. Uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners on VR. Ah. This looks awesome. I bought it about an hour ago. <laughs> um, I plan on playing it tonight once everybody's in bed. Um, I remember seeing a trailer for this drop not too long ago, and I just watched uh, a couple of review videos just to see if this was yet another flop of a Walking Dead game, and it sounds like they finally got it right. Ah. It yeah, because like I think the only one that's actually been of any decent value was the Telltale, Telltale Walking Dead. Yeah. Which was amazing. That that entire story was absolutely just gut-wrenching and wonderful, and I, I still have to... Finished the final season. I have it, but uh, like I remember, Am, Am and I had had gotten to episode two of the last season, and that have that was like due to come out, and then shortly after, Telltale closed. We're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, we gotta finish this story. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited to play another game, kind of in this this uh universe. And the, the funny thing is, I'm I'm just not that into the show. Uh, I enjoyed like the first two seasons of it. I know I've said it on here before, um, but kind of lost interest after that because it's like, okay, yeah, I know human beings are scumbags, and I'd rather not have to watch a show where that's just a constant theme. <laughs> that's what I kind of heard. I, I, I'd watched season one, I think, way back in the day, but it's like, you know, time and whatever. I never got around to watching the other season, but, you know, from what, what I heard from people who 
where I actually watched like all of them. They said like season one was the best, and then Absolutely. after that, it just kind of like you know there were moments, but it was it was never you know yeah. never kind of re reachieved that. Yeah, no, I, I would totally agree. I mean, my perspective, I loved the first season. I really enjoyed that. Started watching the second season, and like, I don't mind like soap opera drama. I I don't, but like. I don't know. It's hard to describe where it's just like the the human element, like everybody is just, you know, to be questioned and questionable. And it's like, I see enough of that shit in real life. Like, yeah, right. I don't need it in my fucking fiction. <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't for me, but I'm excited to play the game because I, I was watching some videos on it and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, another one where you can grab a zombie by the head and, and smash it. <laughs> so i'm all about that yeah vr i'm just all in man i can't wait to play more but that's it for release highlights uh we do have some news uh some of this might be old news uh, at this point but you know um final fantasy 7 the remake has been delayed a month again <laughs> yeah you know i don't know like there was there was a couple other things coming around around out around that time um, and I think this is actually a very good move on their part. I mean, I'm sure they're doing it for quality control. Sure. But uh, Jer- Jeremy from uh, Bad Fodder Figures had mentioned, oh, that just gives you more time to play X. I don't know if it was Last of Us 2 or... There's another big game that's that was coming out around the same time, and I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. Now we can actually sit play that and enjoy it before we throw everything to the wind to go play Final Fantasy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for that, you know, it's like, okay, do what you gotta do for one more month. Uh, I think the bigger kick in the gut for a lot of people was that Cyberpunk has been delayed till September. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it almost doesn't surprise me, but no. at the same time, it's like, they can take their time. You know, the, the Witcher is, is yep. you know, I, I saw, you know, several things. And I remember the Witcher was delayed back <clears throat> or Witcher three, I should say. Yes. And uh, it's like, you know, got a great product out of it. And it's like, take your time. Like, you know, there, there's, you know, I, CD project red is, is, is one of those where it's like them taking time is absolutely worth it. Totally. And I, I think we talked about this before. It's like out of any other company out there, like, CD Projekt Red says, we're going to take more time. No, go ahead. Take all the time you need because the last game you released was the best game in the last 10 years. So you have yeah. had it. <laughs> um, and you know, all the preview stuff from like E3 and I think they had like uh, some special event sometime after I remember where they revealed more. It's like, it all looks so cool. And like, you know, maybe, you know, it's like, can we get maybe some more teaser stuff? You know, just, you know. <laughs> taste the palate a little bit (laughs) that he needs a little medicine (laughs) give us a little piece of that steak will (laughs) you yeah no i i totally agree i would love to see some more but you know what i think that's just adding to the excitement of this game oh sure it's just you know we've seen bits we've seen pieces and it's gonna be very cool to actually see the whole when it comes out i guess but um another another thing I, i forgot to write this down uh, but another one of my favorite series, uh, sequel, got a release date uh, following the great, wonderful Brian Fargo on Twitter. Uh, Wasteland 3 comes mm. out May 19th. Um, and there's a remaster of the original Wasteland coming out, I think, in a month. Um, but did, did you ever play Wasteland 2 when that came out? The director's? Uh, no, I did not. So that was another one uh, kind of done on the, like, uh, games done in the style of the Infinity Engine, um, like Baldur's Gate and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely awesome RPG. Um, if you don't already know, Fallout was 100% inspired by the Wasteland series. Like, they've admitted it. They said that's the game that made us make this game. Gotcha. And, um... Wasteland 2 was great because it was another one where it was kind of like The Witcher where it wasn't so much like black and white. This choice is good and this choice is bad. Like one of the early choices you're confronted with, it's the first kind of big choice. 
is you know you're you're these desert rangers you're, you're a group of you know people in this wasteland that go and help uh nearby settlements from you know your big established kind of semi-city or whatever and you get two distress calls one is from this agricultural outfit that does um like crop genetics to grow you know big crops and tons of food that's feeding you and the local area. Then you get another distress call from the people that are running this. Basically, it's like a water treatment and manufacturing facility that produces water. And you can only save one. So it's like... So hard decisions. It's a tough decision. And, like, that's the kind of shit that that game kind of throws at you. And it was a, it was a lot of fun to play. Uh, the class system and, like, creating characters was great. And um, so I'm excited to see that, you know, the, that Wasteland 3 is, is going to be coming out, you know, this summer. That's going to be another great game to come out this year. And, uh, yeah, it's just, we're I think we're in for a really good year, man, for sure. Uh, and speaking of this, I know we talked about this last time, you know, Half-Life Alex, right? That's that's oh, yeah. pretty close, man. Not too far away. I think it's March, right? Yeah, I think I think they made a statement that they were confident they wouldn't have to delay. So it's like, ooh. You know how I know? You know how I know they're telling the truth? Ow. Because every single Half-Life game is now free to play until Alex comes out. True. Very true. Yeah, they announced that uh, today or yesterday? Yesterday, I think. Um, yeah, sometimes this week. Sometimes this week. You can play all of the Half-Life games... Uh, for for free until Alex releases. So if you haven't had a chance to go through and hang out with Gordon, uh, it's 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 dated by now, but they're definitely worth a playthrough. I'm I'm sure Nick would agree there. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like they're, they're, now the original Half Life, it, it's definitely very super aged. dated. Uh, <laughs> like, do you remember um, playing Jedi Knight? It's that dated. Yeah, it, it's very aged. Now, I think I think there is a mod out there. Um, oh, was it Half Life? Oh, dang it! It's basically a, a, a fan made remaster that they're working on, mm-hmm. and I, I think they got everything done all the way up to until you get you know spoiler and Zen. Um, and I know they were working on Zen, um, but yeah, it makes it look fantastic. I, I, uh, I've watched some videos of it. I haven't downloaded and played it myself. I'll have to try. Um, but uh, as long as you have the original half, or yeah, the, basically the original Half Life, you can mod it and you know make it look absolutely gorgeous. And I, yeah, I think it's the exact same gameplay. Like they don't they don't alter the gameplay or anything like that. Uh, so it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, I want to say maybe they adjusted one or two maps just for. You yeah. know, clarity or ease of use or something like that, but more or less, it, it you know the original experience is pretty intact. Nice. I might go check that out myself then. But at been... the very least, you know, like I'd say, like Half Life Two is worth it. Um, yeah, for sure. And they never made Half Life Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half Life Three is Alex. That's right. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to to play that. I can't wait. But yeah, go enjoy that while it's free. It's a, a great series, and now you have nothing to lose. Go experience that. Um, last bit of news. Uh, I was very shocked to read this this week. It's one of those, oh, here's a sequel we, we never asked for and knew we wanted. Uh, they're making <laughs> a new Kingpin game. Um, I specifically remember pirating this when I was about 10 years old. Uh, it was called Kingpin Life of Crime. It was a, if it wasn't on the Quake engine or the Duke 3D engine, it was around like kind of that era. Uh, and it was notorious because content, hardcore, you know, uh, gangs and motherfucker and f bombs dropped here and there. You know, it it was just one of those like. I look back on it now, and it's like, yeah, I was an 11-year-old that wanted to hear the word motherfucker <laughs> like, in the game. Oh, this is so edgy. Oh, my God. And hit somebody with a pipe. Oh, my God. And, it, you know, it's just... <laughs> but apparently they're making a, a new game in that series, and I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. 
it's it's gotta have at least a better story this time around because well a lot of games say shit and fuck nowadays yeah right it's, it's pretty much par for the course um but yeah so uh other than that that's pretty much the news this week unless you had any other uh things you wanted to bring up in the news there nick no, I don't think anything uh, stood out to me. It, it felt like a you know outside of the, uh, the the I think the Half Life thing and you know the delays. It's been a fairly quiet week, I think. Yeah, it has been pretty pretty quiet. Um, yeah, as we mentioned the uh, last episode, our save point game of the month was Witcher Three because that was on Game Pass. Um, oh, uh, that's the other thing. I'll, I'll mention that next. But yeah, I've made it to Skellige, um, and I'm like trying my best to complete everything but Gwent. Uh, just because I'm, I'm not into Gwent. Um, if I want to play Gwent, I'll go play the Gwent game. Like I, I just want to like focus on the monster hunting and the story and stuff like that, and I'm really enjoying that. Uh, maybe I'll do another playthrough one day where I do that, but uh, for me right now, I just I want to play through the story and I want to do all the the DLC content because I've heard that's almost equally as massive. Uh, which I just want to like experience one after the other, so I'm going to do that. But I'm really enjoying it. So, if anybody else in the save point has been doing a playthrough of The Witcher Three uh, since the series came out and everything, we'd love to hear how that's going. Make a post in the save point and uh, let us know. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I think that kind of brings us around towards. Uh, let's hear from everybody else. Uh, we got some voicemails. We actually got a voicemail last week, um, the day, or last episode, the day after we recorded, uh, our boy Glovebox, uh, left us a message. Um, so we're gonna start with him, and then we have, uh, one more, uh, voicemail related to our question of the bye week, which I'll, I'll read off now. Uh, Gloveboxes obviously won't have, uh, anything to do with that. But uh, the, the question of the bye week that I asked today was, what kind of game would be your dream VR experience? Like, or what have you always wanted to play in a VR environment? You know, we all dreamed of what VR could be back in the day. And, like, you know, we all want a holodeck. So, like, what is that game that you want to play? Uh, so that was our question of the bye week. Before we get to uh, the voicemail and our answers, let's uh, let's hear from our boy Glovebox. What is up, Al? This is your boy Glovebox, man. Hey, I hope your VR stuff is going great. Shout out to you and keep it going, man. I, I love hearing everything you're getting into. But I'm asking your question, uh, the bye week question. You said, what was your favorite game of 2019? I know you listened to our show. You heard me rave about like um, Asgard's Wrath and all yes. that stuff and Stormland. But you specifically said for 2019. Now, I want to say all of VR in general, because I just love VR and I know you do too. I mean, it was so much stuff I was playing, like Astrobot and Stormland <laughs> and even like a Borderlands VR. You know, that's the, that's the stuff. But I always go back to um, Resident Evil 7 VR. That's like top tier of my favorite game ever. Okay. Also, you know, my Overwatch and all that good stuff. Um, you say what are we looking forward to? Um, more VR. I'm looking <laughs> forward them to uh add <laughs> VR to games. Like can you imagine Cyber Cyberpunk with some VR components? Yes. Oh I can. man. <laughs> oh man. You know, anything that I can get VR, I'm taking it. Alright. Um I don't know, man. I just, you know, love the whole VR thing. I don't want to pump it up so much, but, you know, it is what it is, you know? Hey, man, great show. Keep it going. I'm listening every chance I get. And uh, shout out to you. And, and uh, you know, I get a chance to say uh, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all that good stuff to you. So, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, brother. All right, man. That's it. I just wanted to chime in. So uh, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Later. Later, Glovebox. Love you, man. I appreciate the Happy New Year and, and the Merry Christmas. And, and I'm with you. And it's funny. I kind of 
I, I had listened to this call after you had made it uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had forgotten that the, the bulk of the content of your call actually fits in fucking perfectly <laughs> with our question of the bye week this week. So that was just really good timing that we didn't play it to this episode. Uh, I am with you. I would love to see a Cyberpunk VR, a Witcher 3 VR. That, like, I don't know, man. Like, a VR in the Witcher world where, like, I could do the, the wacky-ass signs and shit with my hand and uh, the sword fights and, and if they could make the world as beautiful in VR as it is just playing in the Witcher 3 I, I think that could be an amazing experience. I think Cyberpunk is like halfway there because that's already a first-person perspective game. And it's one of those, like, I, I half wonder if that game is like a massive, massive hit like The Witcher 3 was, if they're not going to do something like that. I mean, I'd love to see it. But uh, I think Nick and I both can relate. Like, we're, we're loving VR, man, and there's just so much great stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, thanks, thanks for the call. And... Um, I'm I'm with you, man. The more VR I can get, uh, the better. Uh, I'm just having so much fun with it. But uh, thanks, Glovebox. Let's move on to the next caller. I wonder who it is. <laughs> what is going on, gamers? <laughs> now I'm with you. It's been like a year or so since I did a line of code myself. A code! <laughs> a line of code, yeah. What can I say? Code. Line of code. <laughs> code of Line of code, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done much line of code myself, really. I've kind of cut back a lot myself. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> a little better now that I've cut back. Yeah, everything's clear, straighter, everything's great. Okay, maybe not. But anyway, all right, VR, VR, VR. You know, uh, it's a tough one here, Alex. Tough, and I, people are gonna boo on me. I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not a big guy in the VR because I'm kind of a Captain Mike's boat. I get a, I do get motion sickness sometimes with some games, and uh, VR is more tendency to like really push you over that edge and really throw you into that motion sickness thing. So, I mean, I like it. I tried it. I, I messed with the PS uh, headset there. You know, that's as far as I've gone. I, I like it though. I think it's pretty cool. But like I said, I'm kind of in that boat of that motion sickness thing. So VR isn't really one of my uh, high points. I need a little bit more stability there, but. I think if I had to pick a game, I think a, I think like a football game would be cool, but then they'd really have to bring it home. I think it'd really be a challenge right now, but boy, if they brought that, or even baseball, even any sports game, I think if they somehow could really bring it home and make you really feel like you're on the ice, on the field, on the on the turf, on the court, I, I think that would be like outstanding, absolutely outstanding. I, I don't think the technology is there yet, though, to really bring that home, but hey, maybe in the future, maybe marching forward. Maybe we'll get there. Get do that and uh, make it a little bit easier for us motion sickness people not to fall off the edge of the boat there and be puking our guts out. And uh, I'll be all on board. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got, guys. I kind of have to be quick here. I have a few more uh, lines of uh, code I got. I mean, yeah, code I got to take care of and stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny if you don't know what I'm talking about. You have to look at Twitter. Me and Al had a little thing on Twitter for a line of code. So that's, what, that's an inside joke for any of these people. So if you don't know, get on Twitter and you'll figure it all out. Anyway, gentlemen, hope everyone's doing great. Keep up the great work. And as always, Arrivederci. <laughs> Arrivederci, Fred. And just to clarify what he was talking about. Uh, I was talking before I started work the other day that I was actually going to be diving into a little bit of coding just because I wanted to. And I used to be a software designer. I think I mentioned this in uh, a previous career uh, that I've left behind for over a decade now. But uh, the company I work for has some really cool things for developers. And uh, there's something called Actions that they just released uh, this past November and I really wanted to like kind of mess around with that just to make my own day job easier. And um, so I was like, yeah, I haven't touched a line of code in 10 years. And uh, friend, <laughs> friend replies, I swear to God, I just read this wrong and I was tired and I thought you said line of coke and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's a good thing I never did. I'm high strung enough. I'd probably explode into 100 million pieces. But, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> we, we had, Fred and I had a nice laugh about that. So, uh, good on you, Fred. Thanks. For, thanks for the call. 
Thanks for the laugh. So, so how about you, Nick? Like, if you could have your kind of ultimate VR experience, what would it be aside from uh, live porn and tactile? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we kind of, you know, we'll have to do outside of like, you know, the, the Star Trek bridge thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's like we finally have that. Uh, even Star Wars, for that matter, like you know, we're, we're, uh, we're getting the, you know these crazy Star Wars game. I still want to. Uh, I gotta uh, download the. Um, oh, what you call it? So you gotta play basically Vader. able to play. Yeah, the Vader one. So I gotta pl- I download the um, the converter to play Vive on yeah. on Oculus. You gotta play uh, Revive. Re- yeah, I got I gotta get Revive and then then I can try out Vader, because um, that that looks badass. It's... Um, uh, and I think I mentioned this before, just because if I haven't, I wanted to mention it to you. Uh, that game in VR, in the first episode, you know, as you're going through, and all of a sudden you get pulled off your ship, and uh, they're like, "Oh, and and you're you're basically facing an Imperial interrogation droid," and they're like, "Before this, uh, Lord Vader wants to speak to you," and when he comes walking down the platform and he is standing in front of you, like I can't stress enough. If you grew up during the time that Nick and I did, <laughs> your fucking heart's pounding in that scene. You're just like, oh my god, it's fucking Vader, and he's standing right in front of me. I know this isn't real, but he's going to fucking force choke me, and I'm going to feel it through VR, because he can do that, because he's really powerful. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah see, that, that's what I'm looking for. It's like, yeah, give me that. Um... And I, I don't know, just like more like in universe stuff of like you know I don't, I'm trying to trying to think of anything like that hasn't had a, a, a good VR yet. Um, I had one on the on the tip of my tongue and I, and I lost it there. Uh, oh, dang it! And now now I can't think of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, basically. Oh, I, oh, I uh, or so. It, so it's kind of Star Wars, you know, something is something like Star Wars Galaxies in a VR type of mm-hmm. thing where it's like, okay, you're not restricted to, you know, I say restricted to the map, but, you know, kind of like, you know, an MMO <laughs> of that scale. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it's like where you could go anywhere, kind of do anything. I, I think that would be cool. I know there are MMOs out there, from, but what from I'm seeing is pretty, yeah. you know, lackluster. Yeah, they're not that great from what I've seen. Um, And... uh you know, maybe um, yeah, something like you know, like a uh, warship, you know, be you know, VR warship. Ooh, I think there cool. there are some edu- I say educational. I, I, I put them <laughs> into the educational category of like I think you can download uh, a Yamato tour. Oh, really? So you can you know tour at your leisure. It's not really a game as it is again, like you know, more educational slash you know enthusiast yeah uh, type thing. But you know, something yeah. like that, or I'm, I'm trying to think uh, of. Uh, maybe like a recent movie or, or something like that, where it's like, yeah, that, that would be awesome to like, you know, experience in not the movie, but you know, like the, 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 um, but be in that universe, the universe. Yes. Thank you. I was like, what, man, I am failing words. <laughs> <laughs> be in that universe in VR. Um, and yeah, so, you know, something like, like along those lines. So like more or less, you know, I, I've already like hit like the golden playlist of like, yeah, it's like this finally I get to, you know, like, again, yeah. it's like Star Trek, Star Wars. Those are, those are the top of my list. Yeah, no. And I think this will, this will connect right with your wires. Like, um, Star Trek bridge commander kind of really put a, a bug or, or bridge crew, put a bug in my, my bonnet, so to speak. I would love to see that whole concept expanded to where, like, we could still play as a team on the ship, and we're both officers on the ship, and then we get called for a mission on a planet, and we beam down to a planet, and it's like, the missions are procedurally generated so that it's like, hey, want to go play an episode of TNG, basically, where it's like, maybe we're doing something diplomatic, and and we have to do such and such a thing, and like, it's smart enough to, to take what we say and understand the basic concept of it and does our tone of voice and and the content of what we're trying to say like match what they're looking for to solve the problem. Um, but something like that where we'd have like a Star Trek world that we could literally kind of inhabit and play together and then like we do the, the ship combat. Like I think they nailed that. I think they nailed the ship portion of that. That feels great. 
Um, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> oh, I, I, oh, I remember. I remember what it was. So, obviously, we, we have a lot of good like space stuff. So we have Elite Dangerous that you can play right. in, in VR. And it's really, really cool there. But I would like to see a Lord of the Rings yes. VR experience. Yes, and, and like take oh. take part in the major battles and like you're like go through the mines of Moria type of thing. It's like oh, that or, that would be awesome. Or for my own sanity, like it's been a shit day at work. I'm just gonna go walk through the Shire. And, there, there you go. There you, you go. Know, just like ah, oh. go sit in the Green Dragon and like if your friends are playing too, you can go sit with a friend and like if I have a mixed drink sitting on my desk, I'll just sit there and drink and shoot the shit with you at the Green Dragon as if we were sitting at the bar. Um, something like that I think would be awesome and especially Middle Earth because it's such a vividly imagined world that everybody who has read the books and is a, a big fan of the books and the movies like you see it in your head you know in general what it's supposed to look like and seeing that in VR is is gonna would would just be a mind blower to me it would it would be so much fun um whether we're playing through the eyes of another character or kind of doing what Lotro does, where you're a supporting character and a supporting cast of thousands uh, helping the Fellowship along on their journey. Uh, I think it would just be incredible just to even just go through some of these environments uh, and see first person in you know full 3D of what somebody else imagines this would look like, you know, going through Golem's Cave going through Mordor and seeing, you know, the Tower of Barad-dûr and uh, Minas Tirith. I would love to see what Minas Tirith actually looks like, you know, riding towards it on the plane and actually getting a a true understanding of the visual perspective of just how big, you know, the seven-tiered city of Minas Tirith is. Might be wrong. But, you know, you understand the concept I'm getting at where it's just built upon this mountain to where it looks like a, a prow of a ship, you know, it, it would just be so cool to see that in a VR environment. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll see that someday. I think it's the only thing that hasn't been done yet as far as an in, in universe thing. Uh, and it's probably just a matter of time now that Christopher Tolkien died and someone's going to be like, well, this estate needs money. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's the other bit of news. I don't know if anybody saw, we actually did lose, um, uh, two people that I have, I've always held in high esteem. Uh, Christopher Tolkien uh, passed away this week. He is kind of he he finished the writing and publishing of the Silmarillion. Um, he's kind of been the spokesperson of the Tolkien estate throughout the years. And whether they were happy with the productions or not, they were the ones that like kind of blessed the movies to move forward and and become a thing. So. Um, you know, we did lose him, and, and um, you know, he's had a hell of a run. He was in his 90s, so good on him. Uh, but it's, it's a loss nonetheless. Uh, the other one that I was particularly gutted this week, and, I, and I'm sure you can relate, Nick, uh, we lost Terry Jones, uh, the Python. Did we lose Nick, too? Nick? Shit. I think we lost Nick. Hello? Am I back? There you are. <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. <clears throat> did you hear any of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like apparently my push to talk wasn't working. Okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's like I said, yeah, yeah, we, we did lose uh, Monty Python fame. Terry Jones. So uh, it's like, you know, Grant, uh, how old was he, though? He was in his uh, up there. 70s, I think. Was he? Okay. 80s. Maybe 80s. I should have checked that beforehand. Um, but no, I came to love him, uh, even, even more so later in life. Obviously, I think if you grew up the, during the time Nick and I did, we were kind of late Python fans, you know, it was one of those things that had been around in my dad's generation, but I think our generation really came to embrace it, um, and, and love it. And, uh, but one of the things that Terry Jones did later in life, he started doing just incredible documentaries. And they were documentaries with a, a different bent where they were basically focused on a specific subject and they would um, take what you thought about that subject, what everybody thinks, this is, oh, that's what this is about, and this is how it was. And then he'd show you exactly why we're all wrong. And it was wonderful. 
uh, he did a documentary. You can find it on YouTube or you can buy it on Amazon Prime would probably be the better idea um, called Medieval Lives. And I think I've shown you this one before, Nick, when we were hanging out, you know, in person back in the day. Did I ever show you Medieval Lives? I don't him? think so. <clears throat> so the, the concept is it's a 10 episode series and each episode deals with a specific cast of life during medieval times. Episode one is the peasant. And it talks, it starts out with, oh, the peasant, the medieval peasant, his life was hard and he lived in shit and he worked <laughs> six, you know, 18 hours a day and never had a day off and died with a broken back. Like, it's one of those, like, that's what we all think of medieval peasants and that's how they lived. And, you know, it's not true. Like, they, they you know, due to the fuel system, he explains, like, no, actually, between the feudal system and the church, they had 171 days off a year. I mean, granted, you were in church, but it was a day off. And um, <clears throat> they're just really interesting. It goes through, like, knights. Uh, it shows you that knights were basically assholes. Uh, kings, princesses, and it shows you... Uh, it, it, he actually, like, has all kinds of studies to back up how princesses were... And queens, like, females were... were kind of a dominating power back in medieval times and would, like, take kings for ransom if they didn't marry them and shit. It was, it's, again, it's just a very eye-opening uh, documentary on different facets of medieval life that we all think we know about, uh, right down to the outlaws, and there you will learn something new about every single one of those in each episode. And, and Terry just had such a, a unique way of delivering that uh, to where it's still, like... It had the kind of Gilliam-esque animations, you know, that you see in all the Monty Python movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it had the humor. Um, <clears throat> and it was just, it's very good. I, I highly, highly recommend it, uh, just in spirit of, you know, his loss. If you haven't seen it, I think it's a good tribute to him to go check out Medieval Lives. And I think you'll really appreciate uh, that not only was he just a funny python, but he was a very, very smart individual. Um, so, yeah, we, we lost some cool people uh, this week. But that will bring us to the end of the show, to our conclusions and final thoughts and shout-outs. Uh, Nick, anything you want to promote, anybody you want to shout-out, anything going on that you'd like everybody to know about? Uh, I don't think anything major coming up in two weeks, though. I will be in Great Britain. Oh, that's right. You're going to your Abbey Road thing. <laughs> Indeed. I'm going oh. to Abbey Road Studio. I'm so excited for you, dude. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've got almost everything like laid out. It's like, yeah. I, I like, I can't say enough. Like when you know somebody, as long as we've known each other, it's like you could pick out like this is that, that seminal moment of like, this is a shining moment in my friend's life. <laughs> like, I'm sure you could name, oh yeah, the day you publish a book and like people actually read it. Like it's, it's that kind of like big monumental moment. Cause you are just, you have such an appreciation for composition and music. And like, I'm just so, so gassed to see that you're, you're going to like go do this. So I, I can't wait to hear all about it, man. Cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll try to document as much as I can. I, I know you know, we're already talking ahead of time, like, you know, they're not permitting any kind of filming or photographs, so it's like, oh, suck, I won't be able to... Can you... Can <laughs> you have to, like, sneak, sneak a photograph. Can you sneak a spy cam in your... <laughs> like a spy cam on site. <laughs> no, that's that's so cool, man. I'm, I, I cannot wait to hear all about it, because I, I just... I know that's going to be a great trip. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll, I'll let my one coworker who lives over there, like, yeah, my buddy's going to Abbey Road, go say hi. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool dude. I, I love Matt. But, uh, yeah, man, so good, you know, have a safe trip with that. I'm sure I'll talk to you before you, you head out. We'll, we'll do an episode before then. Um, <clears throat> yeah, other than that, uh, on my end, you know, obviously big shout out to the fans and listeners. Um, appreciate everybody that just keeps coming back and people that have joined and the people that reach out on Twitter. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, all the more fun, so thank you all for listening. Um, just a, a, a quick shout out to my boy Meef J from the Everyday Gamers. 
I know this is a very tough time of year for him and his family, and I just, I want you to know, you know, I'm thinking about you, brother, and just sending the good vibes and all that stuff your way, and, and just, you know, I know people love you, man. And, um, next, obviously, big shout-out to the boys at Bad Fodder Figures. Uh, Captain Mike wound up getting the mission control system back up and running in pretty much record timing. I think they only missed that week. Uh, so, you know, their their podcast is back and going and, and just great as always. So shout out to, you know, Mike, Matt, Eric, uh, and Jeremy. We love you too, Jeremy. Man, you're going to come back on there, Boba. And, uh, and then again, uh, one, one other shout out to, uh, Oh, two other shoutouts. The gang at Married to the Games. Uh, love you guys. And then uh, Tap the Craft, my craft favorite craft beer podcast. Love those guys. So, uh, other than that, uh, if you want to talk to us, uh, come hang out on the save point at uh, tiny.cc slash save point. Talk games, gaming news, uh, shit we're playing. Um, stuff that's coming out that we want to play. It's, it's just, it's a cool place to come hang out. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle and I pretty much in, are very strict, like, no hostility or anything like that, so it's it's really made it a very nice group to come hang out and just talk about the games you enjoy with, with people that enjoy games. So check out tiny.cc slash savepoint come hang out with us. Uh, you can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com Hit us up on Twitter at the Retro Rents, or me at Retro Rents Al, or Nick at Black Eagle Ops. Uh, on Twitch as well, I'm Retro Rents Al. Uh, Kyle is Kibbits on Twitch, uh, and then Nick is Black Eagle Ops there as well. And I think that will wrap up episode 53. So, as always. Till the next time we all get together, have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. Peace. Yeah. And we're out.